Hare Krishna, everybody. And good morning to everybody who's listening in from the outside. Rupanuga Das with you today, disciple of Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, His Holiness, Kijai, grand disciple of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Kijai. Thank you everyone for coming and joining us this morning, wherever you are. This morning's discourse on the Srimad Bhagavatam will be focusing on the first canto, chapter 6. So if you have your Srimad Bhagavatam handy at home or at work, or if you have your telephone with you, you can also dial in to vedabase.io, whatever that means, and read along with us. Before we begin, we will invoke the blessings of the Supreme Lord. Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jai Gopi Janavalabha Girivaradhari Jai Gopi Janavalabha Girivaradhari Jashuranandana Brajajana Ranjana Jashuranandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamuna Tira Bandachari Jamuna Tira Bandachari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Gaur Premananda Hari Hari Bo Jai Om Mishipad Paramahansa Paragitaka Charja Hasto Tadasita Sri Srimad's Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Anantakoti Vaishnavrinda Ki 
Jayom Vishnupada Padamahangsa Paribhajaka Charja Asto Tarasata Sri Srimadas Divine Grace Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Gosami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Anantakuti Vaishnavrinda Ki Iskan Bibiti Founder Charja Srila Prabhupada Ki Iskan Guru Parambara Ki Nama Charja Srila Haridasta Kuru Ki Premjikaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vasadi Gaurabhaktarindaki Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopa Gopinath Shamakun Radhakun Giri Govardhanaki Shri Vindamandam Ki Shri Mathuradam Ki Shri Mayapunabhaditam Ki Shri Jagannathpuridam Ki Shri Shri Radha Kalachandidam Ki Ganga Devi Ki Jamuna Maiki, Tulsi Deviki, Bhakti Deviki, Samaveda Bhakta Brindaki, Brihat Madanga Transcendental Book and Prashadam Distribution Aki, Natagora Premananda, Hari Hari Bhoon, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Vastaya Bhutale Shemati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gaurabhani Pachanini Vishesha Shrinivati Pashtata Deshidani Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Sadaswatim Yasun Tato Jayam Udirayat Nasta Preshvabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavat Yutama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavidi Naistiki Vantarashimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Once again, we're reading this morning from Canto 1, Chapter 6, Text number 29 of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Spotless Purana. We'll do word for word repeating. Kalpanta idam adaya shayane ambasi Udanvata Shishayisor Anupranam Vivishay Antar Aham Vivo Now we'll try it as poetry. This one's a little hard for me because we've got some words that are combined in the middle of lines. So let's give it a try. 
Kalpanta idam madaya Shayanem basyudanvata That's hard. That's hard for me. Shishayishur anupranam Vivishentar aham vibho Once again, Kalpanta idamadaya Shayanim basyudanvata Shishya Yishor Anupranam Vivishentar Aham Vibho Chant please. Kalpanta Idam Adaya Shayanam Basyudanvata Shishayishur Anupranam Vivashintar Aham Vibho Kalpatantaidam Araya Shayanim Basyudanvata Shishayishur Anupranam Vivishentar Aham Bibo Bhagavati. Oh, I'm sorry, Mataji. You want to chant? Kapantaidam Adaya Shayanim Basyadan Bhutta Shishayishur Anupranam you are all better than I am at reciting this verse. Word for word translations. Kalpaante at the end of Brahma's day. Idam this Adaya taking together Shayani having gone to lie down. Ampasi in the causal water. Some people might mistake it and say in the casual water, but if you look at it, it is causal water. Causal. Udanvata, devastation. Shishayisho, lying of the personality of Godhead Narayan. Anupranam, breathing, viveshe, entering into, antah, within, aham, I, vibho, of Lord Brahma. Translation by, and purport, by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Gita. 
At the end of the millennium, when the personality of Godhead, Lord Narayan, lay down within the water of devastation, Brahma began to enter into him along with all creative elements. And I also entered through his breathing. Who is speaking here? Narada Muni, the great soul. So, uh, repeat with me. At the end of the millennium, when the personality of Godhead, Lord Narayan, lay down within the water of devastation, Brahma began to enter into him, along with all creative elements. And I also entered through his breathing. Thank you very much. Purport, this is by Srila Prabhupada. What would we do without Prabhupada's purports? Narada is known as the son of Brahma. Lord Krishna, as Lord Krishna is known as the son of Vasudeva. The, we say is known as the son of Brahma, is known as the son of Vasudeva. That, just that wording leads us to believe that this was not an actual thing. The personality of Godhead and his liberated devotees like Narada appear in the material world by the same process, taking birth is with a mother and father. As it is said in the Bhagavad Gita, the birth and activities of the Lord are all transcendental. Therefore, according to authorized opinion, the birth of Narada as the son of Brahma is also a transcendental pastime. In other words, not forced. It's his pastime. He chooses to do that. He has the freedom to choose to do that. Brahma is, is the son of Brahma, a transcendental pastime. His appearance and disappearance are practically on the same level as that of the Lord. That's right. His appearance and disappearance are practically on the same level. And, and Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu says, and that is Narada. Yes, that is Narada. His appearance and disappearance are practically on the same level as the Lord. That reminds me of that, that verse that we recite every morning. Um, um, the, uh, the spiritual master is to be worshipped. What is that? Um, Sakshad Haritwena Samasta Shastra. Every morning we recite that. Uktastata Bhavyata Ivasadbi. So the spiritual master is to be worshipped on the same level as the Supreme Lord because he's the most confidential servitor of the Lord, as is Narada Muni. Uh, so let's let's read that one sentence again. Uh, therefore, according to authorized opinion. The birth of Narada as the son of Brahma is also transcendental pastime. His appearance and disappearance are practically on the same level as that of the Lord. Therefore, we worship the devotee of the Lord almost on the same level, practically on the same level as the Supreme Lord. But we never mistake the devotee of the Lord to be the Lord. The Lord and his devotees are therefore simultaneously one and different as spiritual entities. They belong to the same category of transcendence. 
Om Gyanatimirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakchurun Militam Dena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Marobishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Varupahakada Maya Dadati Swabrantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Dutta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savadutam Padijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitam Scha He Krishna Karanasando Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchana Gurangi Radhe Brindavaneshwadi Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Panamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpata Rubyascha Kripasana Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namah Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadha Sri Vasari Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gaurabhade Pichanine Nivishesha Srinivadi Pristatade Shatarine Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Srimati Tamal Krishna Goswaminiti Namane The translation once again, at the end of the millennium, when the personality of Godhead, Lord Narayan, lay down within the water of devastation, Brahma began to enter into him along with all creative elements, and I also entered through his breathing. And I want to read uh, once again the uh, the uh, sentence in, in Srila Prabhupada's purport, a couple of sentences. Therefore, according to authorized opinion, the birth of Narada as the son of Brahma is also a transcendental pastime. His appearance and disappearance are practically on the same level as that of the Lord. The Lord and his devotees are therefore simultaneously one and different as spiritual entities. They belong to the same category of transcendence. Now, I don't think that is intended to imply that the jiva souls who happen to be devotees of the Lord are on the Vishnu category, in the Vishnu category. They're still jiva souls, but they're to be offered the same kind of respect as the Supreme Lord. So I'd, I'd like to speak just a little bit today about um, the, um, the topic here, which is, which is implied, and that is learning to respect all the devotees of Lord Krishna. So... Topmost devotees of Lord Krishna in our present society, in my humble opinion, are, are the spiritual masters, those who have taken on the responsibility as uh, initiating gurus, giving diksha, diksha, uh, initiation, harinam, and then uh, uh, Brahm, Brahman initiation uh, to other other people and giving shelter to those people 
by that initiation. So how do we how do we honor then the the, the spiritual master is the external representative of the super soul, as it is said, the super soul or antaryami or paramatma, or in some cases uh, he's known as Kshirdakshai uh, Vishnu, is the is the super soul within the with the within the body of every living entity within this universe. And there are unlimited numbers of universes with unlimited numbers of planets, each of which has unlimited numbers of spirit souls, jiva souls, who have left the material, who have left the spiritual world, Vaikuntha, at some point in, in distant time past and have come into this material world for some reason, mainly to try to find enjoyment, as is the nature of the living entity. We're sought cheap. Ananda. We're eternal, full of knowledge in our original state, and we're also full of bliss, and we're bliss-seeking individuals who come into this world. So we get mired in this uh, material world for the purpose of trying to find some lasting pleasure, some lasting happiness. And because we're mired in, and they, there's a, it's considered to be, we're bound to this material world by hard knots that we have, we've accepted. And, uh, so that personality who comes and, and, uh, offers freedom from this, uh, attachment, from this bondage, this material imprisonment, is known to be a representative of the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna. And therefore, we honor that person as the external representative of the super soul. How do we do that? Well, how do we get to the point of being able to honor another living entity who looks like us, you know, and, but who has characteristics? First of all, how do we, how do we notice that? Whether that person is different from everybody else? Uh, one way is by noting the language and the behavior of the spiritual master, because they're they're different from the language and the behavior of other people that we see around us. And nowadays, I don't know whether you have noticed it. Some of you maybe you haven't been around quite as long as uh, uh, Chaitanya Chandrapu has. Haven't been around as long as I have, but I can remember a time when the words that we hear now being spoken out in public, on television, on radio, by persons who have uh, significant public uh, um, positions uh, is sometimes very degraded. It's, it's what we used to think back in, you know, 50, 60 years ago. It would be considered uh, very, very improper to hear the kind of language that people are using nowadays. And I think Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj has been credited with saying that uh, uh, this is not the language of gentlemen and gentle ladies. This is not the language to be used by gentle persons. So the language and the behavior also, uh, how, does that, how does that person behave in his everyday life? And when we observe those qualities, the language and behavior of a person who is significantly different from the ordinary people that we see around us, uh, then we begin to develop some feelings for that person. Uh, 
And eventually those feelings can turn into a desire to serve that person because we understand that that person is unordinary in our society. Uh, we listen to the live and the recorded lectures of those persons whom we consider to be initiating gurus, uh, whom we understand to be initiating gurus. And from the lectures that we hear on uh, either live or on recordings, uh, we begin to uh, increase our faith in that personality. Then we, uh, if we're lucky, as many of us were who were here in the, in the 1980s, 1990s, uh, when uh, His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami was here quite a lot of the time in this temple, we noticed the interaction that he had with his God brothers as well as his disciples. And this, and, and this further enhanced our feeling of, uh, you know, we, that we want to have we want to have a connection with this person. We want more than just a casual speaking acquaintance with this person. Uh, and so we, we, have, we feel that need to offer some service to that, that personality. And when we get to the point of feeling like, you know, I trust this person and I will accept whatever this person tells me how, about how to live my life. When we get to that point, then we're ready to say or to ask that person to please give us initiation into the chanting of the holy names. Harinam, initiation. Uh, and that's an important point to get to. It's a really important point. But it should be done not casually and it should not be done because everybody else is doing it. And because I want a spiritual name just like everybody else has. No, those are not good reasons to do that. We've seen people over the past many decades now, we've seen people come and go from this community uh, after they take initiation from uh, either Tamal Krishna Goswami or from some other initiating guru. And right now, we've got I don't know how many different uh, initiating gurus represented by disciples in this community. At one point in time, I remember uh, our spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Goswami, uh, uh, saying that uh, he said there, he was asking a couple of us who were up in his quarters, he says, do you have any idea how many spiritual masters, initiating spiritual masters, are now represented in this community? And at that time, it was something like 25 or 30, I believe. So I'm, I'm thinking that there are probably even more than that now, considering all of the Bhakti Riksha groups that we have around us and all the people who have moved into this area and right close within a few blocks of this, this temple. Uh, we, we know that there, there are many persons who have come and taken initiation, like Prima Chirupabu, for example, come and he's representing his spiritual master, uh, Radhanath Swami Maharaj, His Holiness Radhanath Swami Maharaj. So uh, we, we, we develop then an attachment to those personalities who, who we see are advanced spiritually and we, by watching their language that they use in their everyday speaking and the subject matter of that, of that speaking and watching their interaction with their God brothers and with their disciples, 
we develop a feeling that, uh, yes, this, this is a person I can, I can repose my allegiance in. I can accept this person as my spiritual master. And many of you who are listening to this, uh, to our discourse today, uh, you may be listening in the evening after, um, after you've gotten done with your day's activities and maybe you're winding down for the day and maybe you, you do as I do and that is, uh, I was given an older iPad, and so I can I can pull up the lectures that have been given in this temple room just recently, and uh, there've been there've been some noteworthy persons who were uh, residents in our in our community. Yesterday, um, there was uh, Mother Jashu Radhe who gave a, a very nice class, and she's always always gives very interesting, well thought out classes. Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu has given a number of classes recently. Um, um, Srinath Krishna Prabhu, one of the newer members in our community here, gave a very nice class. Naimi Sharanya Prabhu, who has been very instrumental in book distribution for our community, gave a, gave a class just, I think, Monday perhaps. And uh, so we have a number of, of people who are significant in this community. Uh, they're, they're the kinds of people that, you know, uh, a, a person who is coming in new, uh, can, can repose his, his allegiance in and his trust in. And so, uh, then we, we give respect to all the devotees who are following Srila Prabhupada. We especially appreciate those who have shown their steadiness and their longevity. And we've got Sankirtan Prabhu who was, who was, uh, making the offering this morning and quite often he cooks for their lordships and he's been around for many years. And they're just people like that. They, they've been really steady in the service and steadiness is one of the qualifications, uh, as we've understood from our spiritual master for receiving, uh, second initiation into chanting the Gayatri mantra. So steadiness and longevity, of course, now just because a person like me has been around for quite a few decades doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, that I'm, I'm worthy of any kind of respect. But a lot of times I think uh, our devotees here in the community, I've seen the kind of respect they give to older people. You know, whether they're necessarily whether they've done anything significant, and I never have, but some of, some have done, you know, quite significant preaching and distributing of literature and encouraging other people, and so we respect them for that. We're talking about giving respect to all the devotees who, who are following, especially in our discipline succession, who are following Srila Prabhupada. We've noticed the reputation among devotees who are in good standing, the way other people talk about these devotees, you know, uh, even, but not necessarily just because a person has been around for 30, 40 years, but rather uh, even new people coming into the community. And, and I'm just thinking about uh, two or three persons that, that I've met recently that, uh, uh, for, for example, Naveen Gupta Prabhu is just, just a really nice person, got a really nice wife and three children and, and, uh, um, he and he, he's already establishing his reputation as as being a, a really nice community member, and there are many others like that. He just happens to be one that comes to my mind. And so um, we develop friendships. Uh, 
with persons who are like-minded. Of course, that, that doesn't mean that we limit our friendships to only those who look like us or who are about the same age as us or who have the same kind of interest. But it is also good to have friendships with persons who are, who are similar to us. That's, that's not a bad thing. But we should also uh, be willing to uh, encourage others uh, who are maybe different from us in a number of ways, where they're from, what language they're comfortable with, you know, what color skin they have. And it, it, because those persons can, I, I find that um, it's, this is not exactly a melting pot. You know, this community is not. It's, it's more like a salad bowl, as one of our city representatives who came here and spoke one time was talking about East Dallas is being like a, it's not a melting pot where everybody becomes <clears throat> the same, but it's more like salad where, you know, you've got the individual pieces that you can see in a salad. And even though they're, they're all different still, when they're combined together, sometimes they can make a really nice dish. And so that's the way I feel about our community here. Even though we come from different backgrounds, have different personalities, have different uh, means of entertainment and such, uh, still it, it is nice to develop friendships. So with those friendships then, that gives us an opportunity to show respect to other devotees. It's a very nice thing. And then there, of course, are those that we see in our community who are having difficulties. And that always happens, doesn't it? In the, in the larger society outside this community, we also see people that are having problems. As if COVID-19 had, you know, it didn't even have to come along to cause, you know, some people to have problems. And so the devotees then... Uh, especially for the, you know, for those persons in our communities here who are having some difficulty, maybe a marital difficulty that people, I mean, these things are always going on, you know, uh, or it could be some financial difficulty or some be, could be some children difficulty. You know, our children are always a good source of <laughs> reactions. <laughs> If, if, if we don't have any other problems, you know, to help us to get our reactions that are coming to us, then our kids will do that for us, especially when they get into their teens, you know, and start developing their own personalities and their own minds. And so uh, whenever we see prob- uh, people having some problems like that, uh, we like to show some compassion, not that we go and start lecturing them about what they should be doing or tell them how, telling them how to raise their kids or how to manage their finances or anything like that. No, we just, it, it's nice sometimes just to have somebody to sit and talk with you and to, you know, to show that they're really interested in, in the fact that you're having some difficulties. So we're talking about giving respect to uh, the spiritual masters in our society. We've talked about giving respect to all the devotees. Now, uh, we, we want to, sh- we want to say something about differentiating between devotees because that's kind of important. It's not, it's not necessarily, uh, judging other people, uh, but it's just like, you know, when you have children, sometimes you have to, you have to tell them that there are certain people in the society that can cause you harm and you need to stay away from. Them. And so we differentiate between people 
outside our community, but we also do that inside, and we actually judge by the words and the actions that they that they use. And I say judge, and I mean that by saying that we are, are speaking, when we talk about somebody that's having problems, um, we learn to speak in a way that makes it understood that we have feelings for them. We have compassion for them, and we, we, we're not just gossiping, saying, well, this person, he's, you know, he's a rascal. He's always causing some disturbance in society. And there have been people that were like that. But, you know, uh, before you start judging people too much, you really need to find out why it is that they're having the problems they are. As a matter of fact, in, uh, I've, I've read... And I've mentioned before in the class that in the 11th canto, and I think it's the 28th chapter, the first two verses in the 28th chapter of the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, speaks about not criticizing other people. And, and this is kind of important in getting along in a community because if you simply criticize somebody, you know, to get uh, a third person to feel the same way about this person you're criticizing that you do, the way you feel, then you're not really helping the situation for that person who is going through a period of time. That may be difficult. But we also learn, and we've been told, that we should avoid close association with some devotees. For example, if somebody deviates in some way from what Srila Prabhupada has given us, and it's it's uh, it's a pretty major deviation. Then uh, we need to put a little distance. So we can offer respects to that person, but we say offer us respects at a distance. And and uh, and that way that keeps us then from being too much influenced by something that is not considered to be part of our disciplic succession teachings. So we, we have to do that. We have to make that differentiation by judging the words and the actions also. Um, some devotees fail to see our leaders as respectable. And they therefore they have a tendency to uh, denigrate uh, our leadership in our society. Now, in some cases... There may be a reason, a, a good reason for, for doing that, or at least for thinking like this person is not setting a proper example. I can think of one example uh, in my own experience, and that is when we had this lawsuit that our temple was involved in a few years ago because of something that happened back in the 70s when none of us who are present now were present then. Still, it has come back on us because we're representing the temple. And some young people had difficulties at that time because the persons who came and were dealing with them in the in an ashram situation were not really qualified to do that. And uh, a lot of them came with their own conceptions as to how you're supposed to correct the behavior of, of a young person. And because of that, Later on, 
uh, there was a lawsuit brought against uh, ISKCON, various temples, and our temple, which was one of those that were named, and against several individuals who were leaders in our society. So, um, it, it, so there, there have been devotees at that time who were trying to help. Some, I'm talking about some of the older devotees who who were trying to help get us through this lawsuit so that it didn't cost us our temple and our deities, uh, which it, we were we were a little concerned at one time that there might be some threat of losing our temple property and losing even our deities. And, of course, that's completely unacceptable. So there, some of those persons also would come and visit that, our temple and I, I noticed the language that was used was sometimes it was a little reprehensible. Uh, and when I heard one of those persons speaking, I thought, this doesn't sound like the kind of language that should be used by an advanced personality in our society. So um, there's a tendency when you see something like that to think that maybe our leadership is not respectable. And even today... Uh, some people question the respectability of our temple authorities. And I mentioned this before in, in last week's class, I think it was. Jay Tundish Prabhu, you were here at that time too. <laughs> so uh, we have to be a little careful about that because if we lose respect for our leadership just based on our observations then we're really considering ourselves to be kind of like the judge of that person's actions and words. And if they, if that person was responsible for having to correct some problem, either because of an individual or because of a situation within our temple, we have to be really careful about how we criticize the persons who have been chosen to help to officiate in our communities. And uh, uh, speaking of that, speaking of being a judge of personality, and this isn't this isn't only the leadership of our community, but there are other people in the community as well, who uh, who have been spoken of very harshly by some people. And I wanted to uh, go over to Bhagavad Gita, chapter nine, text number thirty, and because there's a purport in which Srila Prabhupada speaks about that uh, making judgments against other people. And the, the text is this, Apichetsu durācāro bhajate mam mananyapak sadur eva samantavya samyag vyavasito hisaha. Translation to that text is, even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. And Prabhupada gives us some further enlightenment on that text. I'm going to read part of the purport, just one paragraph of the purport, to let you know how Prabhupada felt about uh, about criticizing other persons who maybe have a little, maybe having a little bit of difficulty or a lot of difficulty in their spiritual lives. Here's Prabhupada's words. Sometimes, however, it may be seen that a person in Krishna consciousness commits some act which may be taken as most abominable, socially or politically. 
but such a temporary fall down does not disqualify him. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that if a person falls down but is wholeheartedly engaged in the transcendental service of the Supreme Lord, the Lord being situated within his heart purifies him and excuses him from that abomination. The material contamination is so strong. This is important for us now. This is very instructive. The material contamination is so strong that even a yogi fully engaged in the service of the Lord sometimes becomes ensnared. And there are examples that are spoken of in the Srimad Bhagavatam like that. Uh, But Krishna consciousness is so strong that an occasional fall down is at once rectified. Therefore, the process of devotional service is always a success. Always a success. No one should deride a devotee for some accidental fall down from the ideal path. For as explained in the next verse, such occasional fall downs will be stopped in due course. As soon as a devotee is completely situated in Krishna consciousness... Such instructive words for Srila Prabhupada. And, and you know, it's, it can get lost in a book like the Bhagavad Gita. You, you can read it, and then you can forget it. So here's what I'm su- going to suggest, then, as uh, an understanding we can get from this text today. We have to become respectable representatives of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, we practice, one way to do that is to practice respectability when not even in the company of other devotees. In other words, to practice it at all times. It's just like having proper etiquette at the, at the dinner table. You know, if, if you practice proper etiquette, etiquette, like keeping your left hand down, using your right, <laughs> and all those things, if you practice that kind of thing, when nobody is with you, nobody's watching, uh, then it's more likely that you're going to be able to function properly when you're in a setting in which other people are going to be watching you. So practicing respectability when not in the company of other devotees, keeping language from resembling that of low-class persons. In other words, it, you know, we have a tendency, especially those of us who came up in the 60s and 70s, uh, sometimes we picked up language that, that was being, you know, thrown around by young people at that time, maybe people of the lower segment of society. And, and so, uh, if we use that kind of language nowadays, it's going to have an effect on other people. One, another thing we do is we just stay away from the kind of entertainment that low class people get. In other words, these uh these you know rock concerts and 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 going out to going out to bars or places where there are you know uh, some like Willie Nelson is appearing at a certain place and you know you can go and and drink beer and listen to Willie Nelson <laughs> so that kind of entertainment uh, some devotees uh, you know have gotten into that some of our kids have gotten into that kind of thing of Going out, clubbing, they call it, you know. And it's not only in this country, but it's in other countries as well. I know it goes on in England, so I'm not sure about other places, but I suspect it does. 
uh, where devotees or persons who have grown up in, in a devotional community, they will take up the same kind of entertainment as low-class people. And when I say low-class, that's not, that's not saying that those persons can't become high-class people because Srila Prabhupada took some of the lowest of us and turned us from hippies to happies. And and when they shaved up and they put on T-lock, he said they look like, uh, you know, residents from the higher planets. And so uh, we always have to consider the effect of ourselves on other people. And that doesn't mean that we go out trying to win a, a, a popularity contest. That's not what I'm suggesting. Uh, I, I said once in the in the temple room here that, one way, you know, to get more people to come to the earth, to the morning program is to act in such a way that they will want your association. And there was a person who criticized me afterward for that, saying that it sounds like you, you're you're at you're uh, uh, proposing a, a a popularity contest here. See who can be the most popular person in the temple and attract more most people to the temple. But that wasn't the purpose at all. Because I, I, I was thinking about the effect that my behavior has on other people that they either want to be with me or, you know, they don't mind to be with me or they get some pleasure out of, of being in my association. Uh, that, that in, instead of saying that, oh, I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a, 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 a strong spiritual personality. Look at all the people I attract to come whenever I walk into the temple room. Well, in my case, it's just like the opposite. I'm, I'm like a magician, you know, a magician who comes into a room of beautiful women and they all disappear. <laughs> so uh, that that's really all that I wanted to present this morning, uh, I'm mainly about getting along in the community and becoming the kind of personality uh, who, whom Srila uh, Prabhupada would like to have is his representative. And representing Prabhupada in the way that we act whenever we're not in the temple room, when, when, when we're with our family members, whenever we're with our close friends, Avoiding the kinds of language that we hear coming from low-class people in all sectors of our society, you know, whether it's politicians or or, or, or athletes or movie movie stars, uh, they're they're all. It seems like, from what I have heard, they tend to get down on a lower level. Even uh, even our sometimes, you know, politicians in in leading positions in our society. Uh, they will sometimes let something slip to let you know that in their private lives, they probably use those words uh, quite often. So anyhow, the way we act and the way we speak determines a lot how we are seen by the larger society and also how we are seen by members of our own present society. Hare Krishna. Any comments or questions, please? Would you mind lowering your mask, please? So I can hear you better. Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu is speaking. Okay. Let me paraphrase what you said for those who are listening in. Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu has said, uh, is talking about the relationship 
that people have with the initiating spiritual master and the instructing spiritual master. And from what we've understood, uh, they should be appreciated or respected on the, on the same level. Because most of us will not become initiating spiritual masters, even though Lord Chaitanya said everyone becomes spiritual master. But that spiritual master, that can be also the position of instructing. That's what you're saying, right? And the words of the instructing spiritual master uh, should be very close to the same as the words of the, of the initiating spiritual master. So they should be respected on the same, practically on the same level. Is that, am I saying that correctly? I've, I've heard some lectures also, I think, by Tamal Krishna Goswami, in which he's making a very similar statement um, that the, the, um, the instructing, there's no difference. Spiritual master is one. In the sense that, uh, especially if they're both following Srila Prabhupada, uh, our disciplic succession, that, uh, you're going to, you're going to be hearing the same thing, whether you're hearing it from the instructing spiritual master or the initiating spiritual master. And so even though more people will be instructing spiritual master, and I consider, I, I like to think of myself as just being a friend, uh, to people who come into the temple room who needs maybe need some help in in their devotional lives uh, and I just like to think I'm I'm not I don't I don't feel like I'm a master of anything but I can be a friend I can I and I can help someone maybe get through some hard times yeah that's encouraging uh Chaitanya Chandra Bhuh said if I can paraphrase that uh the person who is is uh, e- even is just a friend can you know can be taking the position of an of an instructing spiritual master because he's he said uh, Krishna is bhaktivatso means he's very merciful and he's he's always trying to help a person who has uh, taken some interest in him. And uh, and one of the ways that he helps is by sending someone else who can help to shore up a person uh, when he's struggling, maybe to uh, to become a devotee. So uh, that person who is helping then is also receiving uh, he's receiving benedictions from Krishna to help the other person. Is that correct? Super soul within the hearts of the person who is uh, being directed to help someone else, and is and super soul is is in the heart of the person uh, who needs the help to be directed to you. If, if you're that person who can help and give some instruction, Krishna arranges at the right time. I experienced that in, uh, in, um, let's see, about 1973, 1973, you know, I was, I was, um, I had just been relieved of a, a job, my first job as an engineer, uh, a sales engineer, 
I've mentioned this before in, in the Tupper Room, so some of you may have heard this already. And uh, uh, because for a number of reasons, but one was that I wasn't making my million-dollar-a-year sales quota. And the other reason was that I was not getting along well at all with one or two persons that I was having to deal with who were also members of the same corporation. And so when I, when I was told by my boss, uh, you know, go find another job, uh, actually he said, uh, how long do you think it'll take you to find another job? And I said, well, I don't know, about a month, I guess. He said, that's not soon enough. <laughs> so very soon afterward, I left that organization, that company, and I felt like a huge burden had been lifted off my back because I, I was I was under pressure by, especially by one or two people, to act in a way socially um, that I was not accustomed to acting. They wanted they wanted to me to to chase other women. And I, I'd been married for about a year or two or three. And I, I wasn't interested in doing the kind of life, having the kind of lifestyle that they had. So anyhow, I feel like Krishna uh, then uh, relieved me of that job to put me into a different setting. And it wasn't long in the other setting before I was walking on the streets of Knoxville, Tennessee, and came across a group of young kids, young devotees, who were out chanting and, and passing out books. Got my first book there. And then, you know, everything just began to happen. I read the book, which was First Canto, Part 3, and uh, that's one in which Dhritarashtra quits home. I, I always liked that title of that chapter, Quits Home. <laughs> And then Shukadeva Goswami had suddenly shown up on the scene with Parikshit Maharaj, and the book ended. And I, I what, what, what happens after this? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, what, there's another saying, Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu, and that is, uh, when you're ready for guru, guru will appear. Something like that. When, when you're ready for, the spiritual master, the spiritual master will appear. So when uh, when you when you make just a, when you take a little bit of interest in not even in Krishna himself because you might not know Krishna, but in some something you think that there's something higher than what's available to your eyes and ears. Uh, you you think to, you just feel that there's something beyond that. Uh, then that was that was a point that I had gotten to, and then I, I thought, well, maybe if I if I try marijuana, that will help, you know, or maybe try taking some hallucinatory drugs, LSD or magic mushrooms or something. Uh, fortunately, I never got uh, never got into that very deep, but uh, I, I was able to uh, to put those things aside when I met the devotees. Because I saw that they were living a, a lifestyle without those uh, artificial uh, influences, those things that you you know that were are very debilitating to the body actually to take. And whenever whenever I got to the point, I remember getting to the point. I I can't. I'd been out in the hills of Tennessee for about four years, four and a half years, 
And I came back down and started working again as an engineer, and it was one of the most difficult times of my life. I hated to be in an office after being out in the hills wandering around. But nonetheless, I felt like that's what I was supposed to do because I was just, my wife was about to give birth to our second child. And I thought, we're going to have money. So I can't, I thought, I've been trained. As a matter of fact, I read in the Bhagavad Gita that it's, it's safer to perform one's own duty, even though it appeared to be full of fault, than to try to perform that of another, even though it appeared faultless. Better to follow one's own path. So I took that to heart. And I thought, well, I've been trying for to do something, to get something rural started in our in the community that we're in. And I all the people that I had been associated with were just, you know, like hippies like me. And uh they weren't taking anything very seriously. It was live for the pleasure of the day only and and so I was reading Srila Prabhupada's books, and that's I came across that statement. I thought, all right, I'll go back to what I was trained to do. I was trained to be an engineer. So I went back, and, and I found a job. I had a couple of offers and took a job. Still had long hair and a beard. <laughs> but my wife trimmed them up a little bit. <laughs> and I went back to work and, and and within a short time it was so difficult for me I was praying to Krishna please give me the association of your devotees and it was a very short time after that that suddenly there were devotees Jeevananda and his wife in Knoxville so anyhow uh, when, when we're ready when we're ready to receive the benediction of a spiritual master he appears I'm, I'm convinced of that. Even if it's not our initiating spiritual master still, someone who can be a friend to us, who can give us some help, instruction when we need it. And for us, that just meant everything. And so within a couple of years, I was in Dallas. And I came for the pur- the only, the sole purpose of joining this community. That was 1979 when we first came. And then we came back again in 1980, and so we've been here since then. So Krishna's, Krishna's made all the arrangements for us, but uh, th- what we were talking about today was getting along with people in our community and, and, uh, and avoiding uh, those influences that can cause us to be diverted to something else. Anything else? All right. All glories. Thank you all for listening in. Those of you listening in online, those who are listening in to the archived version of this class, which are available at radhakalachanji.org, I believe, or is it .com? can't remember. Anyhow, you can go there and you can listen to all the classes that have been given for the past couple of weeks. We've finally opened back up for business now. Radhakalachanji are available. So we offer our respectful obeisances to all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are just like desire trees, who fulfill the desires of everyone and who are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. 
Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindabhyevacha patitanam bhavanibhyo vaishnapibhyanamo namaha anantakuti vaishnavrinda ki jai Srila Prabhupada ki jai Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai Shishivarakla Chanchidam ki jai Gaur Premananda Haribo